Oh, geez. We're not going into We're not this. going to get into that. But like, Let's man, cut this pod before I'm we sorry. get into lost years of college. Because I'm sorry. That could be I, just, a I just think it's a sad swan song here. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry. I have a little bit of a headache today, courtesy of Coors Light. I am Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie and the upcoming extravaganza known as The Paradise Pack, which you'll hear about later that's available this year may 31st to june 6th trav you know in the last show i did the intro and you were joking around saying oh have i been demoted and i was like no no i've given you back the reins my man and that you did the intro there and you know what i'm not impressed there was i don't know if it's the headache or what but you were lacking a little punch there that behind the scenes no holds barred it was like i i don't know where was the uh where was the energy? I think you're, I, I, you know, I'm, you're fired. I'm being very cognizant of the fact that sometimes with this microphone, if I get too excitable, yes. it like ah, peaks out a little bit. If I true. get too close to the microphone, you know, it might like, it has a little bit of peeking out. And I was just trying to, you know, keep it calm, right, keep just, it under right, control, okay, I, not trying to hurt anyone's earbuds today. I'm just touching um, in, you know, I know how you, I know how you bring it. And, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I know you're going to bring it for this show, but I just, you know, you're back on the intro tip there. I just had to make sure. And dude, you've been battling this microphone situation for weeks now. Every time I get on with Trav, it's like, how does this microphone sound? Does this microphone sound good? Is something wrong with this microphone? I'm like, man, it's been an audio. What's going on, dude? Tech once again. Strikes. Dude, the tech bug continues <laughs> to strike. I mean, to the point that we have to keep closing out Skype and hopping back on to make sure we have a decent connection. It's not pixely and we can hear each other. And, you know, my computers, like, stuff is happening with that. It's just closing web pages the, between the oh, microphone, all man. this stuff. I'm oh. just like, what's going on, man? It's hard. It's hard. And, uh,. <sighs> What are you going to do, man? Life is hard. We, we got to deal with it. We got to deal with these tech bugs. Travis, once again, about three episodes ago, <laughs> our startup disks were full. Mine was full. Now Trav's startup disk is full. Man, those startup disks are always full. We're not even going to get into that. So we're not going to talk about technology right now, but we are going to talk about what we teased out at the last show because I want to get right into it, Trav, which is this question of should you follow your passion or not? If you're somebody that's listening to this, and you're thinking about starting a location-independent business, or you know you want to launch some kind of lifestyle or start something on the side that allows you to earn an extra income. And you know this is and part of this show, I guess, is an online business show. But we're we're looking at through the location-independent lifestyle lens, you know. So that that means probably most people that listen to the show aren't looking to enter, say, for example, like the Silicon Valley startup world. Maybe they are, but like you know, I don't want to work hundred-hour weeks, man. You know, that's like, that doesn't allow you to travel. It doesn't give you the freedom. So like then that narrows certain things down and certain information you want to take in. But bottom line is, you know, this idea of should you follow your passion or not? Should you work on a business or 
pick an idea that is tied in with something you love, whether it's a hobby, whether it's uh, something that you do every weekend or something you're just really interested in or fascinated by. Should you start a business around that? And that's the big question for today's show. Who knows how long this will go or where it would extend. But I just want to hear your initial gut reaction on this question. My gut reaction is that I hate when people give kind of ambiguous answers and they say, well, on one hand, you have this. And then on the other hand, you've got this. So like, you know, you could kind of go either way. Um, I hate that. Like, I want an answer. Like, tell me yes or no. But <laughs> I may do something I hate. I, I think, okay, let me put it this way. I think when people say, I'm going to give a, I'm going to take a strong stance here because I think that's the most valuable. And, and if we're going to do a debate, we don't know what the other person thinks. So, you know, this isn't like we sat down and said, you're going to take one side. I'm going to take the other side. So I think the people who say that you shouldn't start a business based on your passion, they say, don't do that. I think they are wrong. Okay. So I'm, I'm not saying yes, 100% you need to start a business based on your passion. But I think when you hear the people say, no, you know, I, I don't think you should start something based on your passion. Because if you have a hobby and you turn it into a business, you might just end up disliking it and blah, blah, blah. I think the people who tell you not to do it, that they are wrong. I'm not going to unequivocally say 100% that you need to do it. But if you feel like you should, if you feel like you have a hobby and you want to try something out with it, I don't think you should be scared off by doing it, by being afraid of then your hobby and or your passion, you know, becoming a business well, and you hating it. That's, and that's so one, I, I'm fine with that. But that, well, that's one part of it, but that's not what everybody that's arguing against it is arguing against. They, they, some people are arguing against the fact that it's not about, oh, you're going to do something around a habit or like a, a hobby that you love and then you're going to end up hating it. Also, a lot of people just say, hey, that's not like it's usually the unsexy business ideas that are the easiest ones to get businesses off the ground around. So, for example, if you're an accountant and you love playing guitar, but it's going to be much easier to get clients as an accountant in, in the finance world, say, just because there's a, uh, less people doing it, you can charge more. And business is about not just putting something out there, but there being a market for it and there being an opportunity for it and it being the right time and the right messaging. And there's a lot that goes into it, you know? So from that perspective, I can see how people would make the argument of don't, you don't necessarily have to follow your passion because if your passions travel well, and you're really good at accounting, even though if you hate it, if, if it's a way that you can fuel your travel because you have clients, and you keep doing it. They're saying, well, you can live your passion and, and okay, I'm just saying live your passion because I know it's a platitude, like follow your passion, you know, but it's, it's an important question because we want to be around the things that we love every day, mostly. And if something you do in business is not what you love, but you're able to do it two or three hours and the rest of the day you can spend doing something you love, that could be the answer for some people. There's no right answer here, but I think it's just a really interesting question because there are several layers to it. And of course, there are many parts of somebody's life's journey. So do you take the broad view? Do you take the short-term view? You know, it's it's complicated. Yeah, I do think you're right that if you have... I think a lot of times, yes, the unsexy business ideas that you might not be passionate about can be good ones. And I logically, you are right. And I can understand those people's opinions. And I do think that 
I, I would even tell someone that, that if they had a skill set that they didn't love, but like could was lucrative and they could start a business and then they could afford to go and do their hobbies and their passions and do that, that wasn't tied to the business, then I would say, yes, that's something you might want to consider. But I'm going to take the opposite side because that's what a debate's all about. And, um, and so I'm going to say that I, I do think that it is very, I mean, personally, I have only ever done businesses that I'm passionate about. So I, I can understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying it's wrong to to do something like that you're not as passionate about as a business and then and then live your passion out in another way um, in your free time and what have you. You know, like, oh, you play in a band at night, but you work during the day and you don't love what you do, but you love playing in a band. Cool. That's fine. I have only ever started businesses that I'm passionate about, and it has been wildly successful both in the business them, themselves, but also in my, like life and in the way I feel about stuff and in the way that I have been able to portray it. I mean, I get to hop on as a quote unquote business and record this podcast with you. And I think that comes out that we're both super passionate about and we both excited about. And so naturally then we are are attracting people who can sense that energy. And so I would urge someone to take something they're passionate about and see if it's possible to start a business. Maybe you even have two. Maybe you have that unsexy, I teach people Excel spreadsheets. I'm not passionate about that side, but I'm also going to teach people how to use frequent fire miles to travel because I'm passionate about that side. And maybe one, you and maybe you wean off the unsexy, non-passionate one as the other one grows. So I, I think there's a lot of room for using your passion as a business. And I do think that... Um, that people should be open to it. I don't think it's the only answer, but I think it's an answer that for me has really, really been beneficial and has been one that has worked. And my passions aren't necessarily ones that someone would look at and say, oh yeah, of course that makes sense as a business idea. Like frequent fire miles, like or traveling. That was my passion even before frequent fire miles. How do you do that? People still ask, how do you make money as a travel writer, as a traveler? You know, so like, Nowadays, there's so many options to make money that I think that if you're passionate about something, you can find a way to make it work. You might have to be creative, but there are ways to make it work. Yeah, there's a couple things. Well, I heard Mike Rowe say this in um, in an interview with on Tim Ferriss's one of his recent podcasts, but I've been listening to Mike Rowe's podcast. I don't know if you know Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. If you like podcasts, I, I definitely recommend the way I heard it. It's just so well done. It's a, like a five-minute five to 10 minute deal. It's a story, his, his voice, his, uh, his whole format. It's really engaging, really, really highly recommended. But anyway, he, you know, had having worked with all these people that had done all these dirty jobs or whatever you want to call people like, you know, work in the sewers or they, they garbage men or whatever. I value and respect his opinion on this because he's worked with people that have done so many different types of jobs. And they were talking about this idea of following your passion and he he thinks you should bring your passion to what you do, and you like following your passion is BS, and you should bring your passion to what you do, which I agree with because if you're doing a job, it doesn't matter what it is. I've I've washed dishes, I've worked in restaurants, I've done all kinds of different jobs, you know, all these event tours, weird things. Like, yeah, you want to bring the good energy, you want to do great work, you want to like have a good work ethic, and like be proud of what you do, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter. So I do agree with bringing your passion with you. And when I started my first online business, Trav, you know, well, the first one was a service. I was doing the B2B consulting business development, but 
the first online business that I had that was a, a website as opposed to me offering a service was something that was more passionate about starting a business at that point than I, I was interested in the industry, but I wasn't like over the moon about this industry. And I'm still running the business to this day. It, it's in the event industry, but I, uh, we talked about another podcast. I'm thinking about shutting it down soon. But I started Zero to Travel on the side. We started working together doing the Paradise Pack. We were doing Location Indie, building the community later. And like what you said, it was that model of like the passion on the side. And I think if you look at the long-term view why wouldn't you want to be around something you enjoy as much as possible? Yeah. Right? Yes. I, I want to disagree with bringing your passion to your job and the micro statement. And I don't want to disagree with the idea that you should do your best when no matter what you're doing and, and all like that. But I do think there's a little bit of a fallacy there because inherently you can work hard, but I think passion is is something that's hard to fake. Not not fake, but it's hard to like, if you really don't like what you're doing, you could say, I'm going to work hard at this and I'm going to do the best I can and I'm going to try to enjoy it. But I think that's also different than being passionate about it. And I'm going to give you an example. Like I was a teacher and I taught high school history for three years. And sometimes they made me teach math and English. And I was very bad at that. But, you know, low man on the totem pole. So and here's the thing. I enjoyed it. I liked the kids. I think I was a really good teacher. I think I worked hard. And I think I put a lot of myself into it. But I certainly wasn't passionate about it. Not in the way that I'm passionate about the stuff I do now. So I, I just think that saying hey, bring the passion to the job you're doing sounds good in theory, but is not always easy. And that's not saying like slough off and don't do a good job and don't try, but bringing passion to something that you're inherently, you, you don't love or, or might like be, you know, you're not using the word again, you're not passionate about, that's very hard to do. And the reason I left teaching was because I knew three years in that yes, I enjoyed it to a decent amount, but I was never going to be super passionate about. It. I didn't feel like that's where like I really excelled. I didn't feel like that was me, and I didn't feel passionate. About it. And I knew thirty years down the road, if I don't, if I don't, if I feel this way now, where when I go home, I don't want to like dive into doing lesson plans about history because I don't really care about the American Civil War as much as like the other history teachers do. I knew that I was going to burn out. So I think it sounds good in theory, but I think there's a difference between hard work doing well and trying to be happy about something and being passionate about it. I think there's a big gap between those things. I've been very fortunate, I should say, uh, well, in many ways, fortunate and also intentional about the things I, I did after college. And because of that, I have had one amazing run where I've pretty much been doing or living the type of life I've wanted to live. And that is because I think the passion to maybe focus around is the lifestyle you're passionate about, you know? And then what's going to facilitate that? So that's another way to look at it. I'm not saying that is the way to look at it, but when I came out of college, I wanted to travel. So that's how I got into these travel jobs and the jobs were super fun. They happened to be super fun. And I found a lot of things I enjoyed about them. And like all jobs, a lot of some BS stuff that was annoying. But overall, I loved being out on the road. I was managing tours out on the road for different types of events and everything, did music stuff later. And I was super passionate about just being on the road and traveling. And 
the thing is, when you figure out the lifestyle piece, you know, like, oh, I'm passionate about travel. I want to live in this way or this way. And then you're listening to this. You're like, hey, I'm passionate about um, being able to work from anywhere because I want to go do the things I want to do. Well, then that passion can carry through in whatever projects you're doing because you know you're building towards that type of lifestyle. And you know, no matter what, you're going to be excited about the lifestyle that it's, it's going to, to afford you. And, and I think that that's an important point is that, and, and I think when, you know, with that micro comment, you know, I don't mean to disparage what he said. I just want to make it pretty clear in my, to people listening that like, if you're someone who doesn't feel passionate about something you're doing, I get it. I've been there. And it's like, it's not like you can just flip a switch and say, I'm passionate about it. You can work hard and you can make the best of it, but it's hard to flip a switch and just say, I'm going to be passionate about it. But I do think you're right in the fact that you can then be passionate towards the lifestyle that it leads you. And that's one of was my biggest hang up with teaching was that it wasn't allowing me a lifestyle that I wanted because I was location dependent. I was working at school. I had to wake up. You know, I hated waking up early, you know, leave work and then like just go home and do nothing. Like, you know, I, I was constantly stressed because like, oh, the next day I'm going to get in front of kids again and I have to be ready. I have to be prepared. And, you know, anyone who teaches for the first couple of years, your first couple of years are obviously much harder than, than when you get your feet under you, same as any job. But, you know, I had to come home and then I was always stressed and I was worried about the next day. And so not only I, I probably hated that part of teaching more than the actual teaching. Like when I was in the classroom and with the kids, it was pretty decent. But the lifestyle, it, you know, and I, I'm saying this, you know, yes, I know you get two months off during the summer, two and a half months off and all that kind of stuff. That was great. But that didn't make up for the other nine months that I was like stressed out all the time time feeling like I wasn't prepared. So I'm with you that like the job itself was probably more fun than the actual environment that I created and the atmosphere that I was in because I was stressed out about this all the time. Yeah. And you know what you said before, you were looking at that 30 year approach. And I think that's where it gets really powerful and really important when when you look at this question, should I follow my passion? I do think it's important to take a a broad view, a long-term view, because this is what happens. Let's face it. If you fall into something you don't love, you see this happen all the time. It, time just slips away, you know? And what happens is if you get into, like, say, the finance industry, for example, even though you hate it, well, that becomes your, your kind of your network because you're just around it all the time. And that's where your opportunities lie. And you kind of put yourself in the space where all of your opportunities sort of lie there. Those are the people you interact with on a daily basis. And it can be difficult to find the time to interact with people, say, in another industry they might want to be in or whatever, if you're working a job, if you're looking for a job, or if you want to start your own thing. I think it's important to put yourself into a space that you know generally you enjoy. And I think this happens a lot. You know, you look at like somebody used the band example, somebody who um, who's trying to make it in a band, you know, and not everybody's going to make it in a band. It's a very difficult thing to do, right? But if they're so passionate about music that they want to make it in a band, yes, you don't know where that's going to go. Maybe your band, chances are your band won't make it, but there are a million and one other things you can do in the music industry, you know, including podcast editing, which is location independent, for example. I mean, there, there are so many things that you can do around music that ultimately, if you just stay in music, you're going to meet other people in music. And you're probably, if you don't make it as a band, you're going to end up doing something else in music. And you're still, maybe you're not 
a rock star, but you're doing something around something you enjoy over the long term. And I think that's the really important thing to remember, at least in my experience, I'm just sharing my experience is like, anytime you put yourself into a space, those are the people you're gonna act with, those are where the opportunities are going to show up. And if you're not in the space you want to be in, it's going to be very hard to be around whatever it is that you're passionate about, because you're just not in that space. And I think that that's the piece that a lot of people end up missing is the fact that they they don't I speak from experience too they don't even know the opportunities that are out there so if you're passionate about travel well you don't know and you you probably think when you start all right I'm going to be a travel blogger or a travel writer right that's like or a travel photographer like those are kind of the main things I'm going to be a traveler that's what I'm going to do well you don't even know the opportunities that are out there in the travel industry to actually make a living because you're not part of it. And then when you do, you're like, oh, wait, people are doing this and this and this and this and this and this. Like, you know, there, there's all types of jobs related to every industry that aren't on the surface and that if you're not in it, you wouldn't know, just like you were saying. And so that's why I'm really passionate about telling people to follow their passion because I think that Yes, you can start a business and, and maybe it will allow you to lead the lifestyle. Maybe only like you do this for the business side and you're able to lead, lead the lifestyle you want as well. And that's all well and good. But I think you should constantly be trying to build something out of your passion as well. Because like you said, with a long-term view, why wouldn't you be? Like even if you have something going on with Excel spreadsheets, and you're good at that, and you can make money off that right away, we always tell people, just start. So that's fine. You don't have to have the right answer right away or the most passionate job right away, but always be working towards the other thing because there's no reason not to. If you're passionate about it and you're enjoying it, do it on the side. And then if that takes off, cool. Then you can get let go of the other thing. So I am... I'm a big proponent of saying, yes, I think you should try to create something out of your passion. Maybe that's not the only avenue you go down, but you should constantly be trying to do that. Well, I think they can tie in in different ways too. So that Excel spreadsheet example, it's good to just be hyper aware of the things you really enjoy. You know, if you're somebody that gets lost in a, in WordPress coding or something, or you just love the idea of like creating stuff or you love creating videos. Well, maybe, uh, Maybe you don't love spreadsheets, but you rock at them. But maybe you love the idea of creating a video course around uh, like the most entertaining, engaging like video course around how to manipulate Excel spreadsheets for the finance world or whatever. And maybe that's your first thing, whatever it is. You know, I'm just saying there's a way to tie passions in together because we all have a lot of different interests and it's really... Uh, maybe it's not as straightforward as uh, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to do, you know? But um, going back to the music example, I, and this... This kind of summed it up. I was thinking about this question. I was watching this uh, YouTube show called Guitar Moves because I was trying to learn some some new guitar moves, Trav. And if anybody here listening to this plays an instrument or plays guitar or whatever, you know how it is when you can just get lost on like something you're playing or like a little hook or something. You just you can just kind of get lost in it, and you could all of a sudden you look up and you've been playing the same annoying thing to somebody else, but you were just totally zoned into that. And uh, this guy had Dan Auerbach on from the black. I think it's that's, that's how I pronounce his name. He's from the black keys and he was showing him all this slide guitar stuff, which was super sick. And the host was a professional guitar player. So he has these guys on and they try to talk about some of their guitar moves. And he started playing this thing that Dan taught him. And he just said, I remember he said this line. He was like, he was just playing it and he was like, 
why, why would you ever want to do anything else? Like, cause he was so lost in like just that little riff. He was like, why would I ever want to like play anything else besides this? Cause he was just having so much fun with it. And I was thinking, man, that's passion. You know, he's just like so passionate about it. And also he's a professional guitar player. He's hosting this super successful YouTube show. I'm sure. I don't know what the guy's deal is. I don't know the host's story or anything like that. But maybe when he went into music and all this stuff, he didn't know, chances are, that he was going to be hosting a super successful YouTube show and getting to interview people like Dan Auerbach and Keith Richards. If he never stuck with his passion of being in music in the first place, this whole door would have never opened or he never would have even seen it because he would have just relinquished that dream and done something else. And I think it's the unopened doors, the unopened opportunities that you can't see right now that open up later are those are the reasons that you follow your passion and you don't start something that you ultimately follow your passion, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm guessing when he started playing guitar and getting in the music industry, YouTube didn't exist. So he definitely <laughs> probably, didn't know he probably. was going to be a YouTube guitar show host. I, I'm with you, and I think that to give a non-ambiguous answer, when I first started, I was going to say, and this is how things change as, as we talk it out over the podcast, like over the, the 25 minutes that we've been recording here. You now I was going to say like, no, I think you should start with like something maybe that's easy and you can make money off of right away and, and allow like your passion to be the lifestyle. But as I continue to talk, I just think not that that's a wrong thing because we always are. Get that first step, get it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I just want to be very clear that yes, I think people should use their passion as a way to to maybe open up and start a business or make money off it and things like that. Um, it's not the only way. It doesn't have, like, not everyone has to drop what they're doing right now and run off and say, I'm passionate about cooking, so I'm going to become a chef, you know? No, but there is just so many unopened doors that you never know. So always keep pushing that. And I would say, don't just do your passion as a, like, do it as a hobby and enjoy it, but constantly. Constantly be thinking of how you could do it. And that's what I do with freaking fire miles. Like I was just like, I was traveling and I was earning them and I was like, Hey, this is cool. But my mind was like, how can I make money off this? You know, like I could have easily just kept doing it for my own use and been traveling and never, ever went down that rabbit hole. But I was thinking, how can I make money off this? Okay. I'm going to teach people how to do it. I started a blog that opens up a door to then like hook up with you, hang out, do the paradise pack, do location, you know, like all this stuff that, that four years ago, I never even knew. I didn't know like what online business even was or what this lifestyle was. So, um, constantly be thinking of how you can take that passion and, and, and like try stuff out. Like, I think don't be afraid to try stuff out. I, yeah, I think it's good if, you, if you're if you working a job and maybe doing stuff on the side or whatever. If you can't have two feet in your passion, always have at least one foot in your passion and make an effort to network and with... And a mind that's turning. One foot in your passion yeah. and a mind that's, like, working, yeah. right? Yeah, and, 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 you know, make an effort to meet people in that space, whatever that means to you. Because, uh, like, Trav and I met at a conference. We're like, hey, we're passionate about... Uh, travel or like, you know, getting together with people that are thinking in a different way or maybe not wanting to do the conventional thing, whatever, like keep yourself in that world, a world that you love, it would be my advice and make an effort to stay in that world for the long term because it, you know, you end up doing what you end up doing, but you get to choose the little decisions along the way that you look back you know, 30 years from now or whatever, like Trav would, didn't want to teach for 30 years. So now 
while we're teaching, you're just teaching things you enjoy. So all those skills, yeah, that's the thing. To, I don't Every, have to wake up to an alarm clock, man. That, yeah, I that's can the teach whole what other I thing. want and when I want. Yeah, like all the other stuff that you do has value. You just don't know what that'll be. Like getting the experience to be a teacher means you're a much better teacher uh, about whatever you want to teach. You ended up teaching frequent flyer miles, but you had the teaching experience. So you were able to stand out from everybody doing it because you were so good at like taking the material and presenting it in a way that was easy to understand. And that's because you had that teaching experience. So everything has value, even the stuff you're not doing or you're doing that you're not passionate about. You just can't see how it is going to help you later it's it's like i don't know it's such a it's a complicated thing but uh anyway and and one piece of homework since i'm a teacher here's your one piece <laughs> of homework for this podcast is the fact that i think actually make an effort to whatever your passion is let's say it's the music industry or playing guitar or whatever make an effort to, to find unique ways that people are making money off that like don't just say oh yeah i'm gonna come across it just by like keeping myself in that in that industry and surrounding myself, you will at some point, but I mean, literally after this podcast think, all right, this is my passion and just start Googling stuff and like give yourself half an hour to fall down the rabbit hole. I mean, the amazing stuff you could find out on the internet in half an hour, right? Um, you know, like, and just kind of see like, like you said, like Jason, this guy's hosting a guitar YouTube show. Okay. Well, how does he make money off this? Oh, he has this many views. You're like, actually take half an hour to say, this is my passion. Let me try to research some of the unique ways that people are making money off it. So like be proactive about it as opposed to just say, oh, I'm going to like surround myself by people who are doing it and eventually I'll figure it out. That's cool too. You want to do that, but actually be proactive and just like try to find five or 10 ways that people make money off what you're passionate about that you didn't really think that's like below the surface level and isn't, oh, they're a rock star, right? Okay, well, there's a lot of people in music that aren't rock stars. So yeah, yeah dig a little deeper. Take half an hour to do it. That's your homework. Um, let I, me know that I you mean, did that. Yeah. That and location I, in Twitter. I wanted to talk about this because it's a multi-layered, multi-textured topic that is a lot more nuanced and less straightforward than it seems on the surface. You know, the platitude should follow your passion. I just wanted to get underneath that and explore some of those layers because all this stuff ties together in such a strange way that you could never, ever predict. I know the buzzer is buzzing right now and we're out of time, but um, yeah, it, it, I just wanted to have the discussion because I think it's an important one and it, you know, it helps to reinforce uh, wherever we are all at in life and know that we're, you know, taking that big view and, and making the right decisions on the daily or weekly basis and putting ourselves into a place where, you know, we, we have a good chance of being, you know, if we, if we just stay there. And uh, the last thing I wanted to mention about it, Trav, is when you do follow your passion, as I use it in air quotes, um, I, I think ultimately, especially in the business world, because it takes so much effort to run a business, to start a business, to keep it going, that, being around something you enjoy carries carries through on those days carries you through on those days when you don't feel like getting up or you know it's just hard or whatever there's those down times or those dip the dip as Seth Godin calls it um it's uh it's it's something being excited about it in in some way whatever that means to you that that can carry you through should we do an inside location indie segment and extend this podcast a few minutes 
I, I think we'll save the inside LI for next time. Okay. Um, because I think we dug very deep inside of a, a, a core tenant of what we do at Location Indie, which is helping people follow their passion. And we, we dug up a lot of stuff that I don't think we knew we were going to talk about. And like we said, we didn't come on with any pre-scripted stuff. And you kind of saw how our attitudes meshed. And I, I think, Jay, it was a, it was a great job not like like going deeper than just saying follow your passion like that's cool to say but it, what does it really mean no this is how you can actually do it like with some a- actual tips of if you feel this way do this type of stuff so um hope you guys found that useful as well reminder if you're listening to this um you know when it comes out live we are doing talk about following your passion and and figuring out ways to build business one of the things we're most passionate about is giving you some awesome awesome resources from some amazing people around the world. And we've done that this year with the Paradise Pack. So if you're unsure what the Paradise Pack is, check it out over at theparadisepack.com. It's a seven-day bundle sale. It's once a year. Crazy awesome value um, for people teaching everything from how to get a a book published, how to self-publish, how to be a copywriter, how to travel around the world. All these different components of uh, of this lifestyle business that we teach you about are found in the Paradise Pack. So check it out at theparadisepack.com. And the sale only is once a year for seven days, May 31st through June 6th. So you don't want to miss it. So if you're listening to it before, hop on the email list. If you're listening to it during, check it out and uh, and don't miss out on the Paradise Pack this year. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how awesome it looks. Third year doing it. And um, one th- it's it's after this week, the this particular pack is gone forever. So definitely check it out. And we really appreciate you uh, just hanging out, listening to us work through the uh, this deep topic. Uh, like you said, it's at surface level sounds. These things sound so easy, but the, these conversations are important to have because um, this is our lives. This is our lives. This is your life, Trav. This is my life. This is the life, your life. You're listening wherever you are. And um, if you're still hanging with us, I know you, you probably have a lot of your own ideas around this and um, your own opinions. And maybe you agree with some of ours and, and maybe you disagree. It, it doesn't really matter. The, the point was, I think, to just things happen in real time. And then all of a sudden, time can slip by really, really quickly. Next thing you know, you've lost a few years here or there. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I lost some years in college because I just didn't. Oh, geez. We're not going into We're not going to get into that. But like, Let's man, cut this pod before I'm we sorry. get into lost years of college. I'm sorry. I, ju- I just think it's important. Sad impo- swan song here. <laughs> it's just important to, um, to keep these big picture things top of mind. So thank for you sure. so much for, for listening. Yeah. Give us a shout. Whether you agree, disagree, we want to hear your opinions. You can let us know. Team at locationindie.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at locationindie.com. And we will talk with you all soon. Cheers. Peace.